Another Biden speech, another lone heckler. And Americans are growing more concerned over political violence. But which group is most likely to engage in that violence? You're watching the Propaganda Report's Drive Time and News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley. Joining me today is host of the Mad Ones podcast, Cam Harless. Cam, how was your Labor Day weekend? Oh, good. I did nothing. Did absolutely good. Just nothing. Like a good, a good yeah. communist might do. Yes. Just, uh, so everybody says Labor Day is the communist holiday. There are some roots to that. A lot of roots to that, actually. Top story today that I, I want to talk about is that Biden, yet again, he gave another speech where he's delivering similar talking points. And yet again, there was one lone heckler. Just one lone heckler. I'll, I'll show it. I'll show was it to you here. on a grassy knoll? Uh, I don't know. He has three names, definitely, and he's claiming to be a patsy. It's quite, quite possibly. Here's the the clip of the heckler. Unfortunately, this isn't the actual clip of the the guy. This is from Biden's point of view. There was one going around from the guy's point of view that I I could not find. But here is Joe Biden getting heckled at his speech yesterday, and his response to it. Here we go. For work, not wealth. Let me close with this. We're a serious moment in our nation history. And it's not high pro- I mean it from the bottom of my heart. He means it. As I said last week, we remain in the battle for the soul of America. By the way, all right, God love you. Let him go. Let him go. No, 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 don't let, let him go. Let him. He's look, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. No, oh. no, everybody's entitled. Oh, we got him. Okay, look, slam. Extreme MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and our economic security, they embrace political violence. Well, there he was, just a perfect example of a MAGA Republican embracing political violence there and just 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 to remind you guys from last week there was there was a couple last week i have one of them from biden getting heckled this was not the 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 not the red dawn or the hellish looking speech this is the speech that he gave earlier in the week in preparation for that this is biden getting heckled at the democratic national committee speech he gave early last week and the whole notion of the burn it all down politics of MAGA republicans continues to be a drumbeat. But, but. Listen to this guy again. This guy's at a 10 when a normal heckler would be at like a three. You don't start that big. You heighten to get that big. This is, this is a plant, in my opinion. Down politics of MAGA Republicans continues to be a drumbeat. But, but. It's like he exploded in anger. He couldn't hold it in anymore. No, 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 no. Let him go. Let him go. Pause it for a second. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a line. This is rehearsed. I know. It's just, that's go. why I'm showing both of these. It's because it's totally rehearsed. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And I, I pull, there's some other ones I didn't pull I thought, up, but he does the same exact thing every time this happens. I thought you were playing me, not even this clip, the clip from before. You thought this was the same clip as a second ago? No, 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 no. When you played the first clip, I didn't think it was this clip. I thought it was from the clip before when he got heckled because he said oh right no no this was a brand new one this was today the first one that i played was from or not today is from yesterday during the speech so yeah the very rehearsed very strategically timed here's the rest of that let him go 
That's okay. It's okay. Everybody's angry. Get that guy out of here. Look at Biden smiling. Folks. He's in control. Out of his bowels. Folks. <laughs> Folks. Ignorance knows no boundaries. There's no boundaries. He got him. He slammed him again. Similar retorts. Probably working on those retorts. And now this is how, one final clip here. This is how I'm used to Biden responding to heckles. This is him from a couple of years ago. I need to share my screen here. Uh, he's doing one of those town halls where it's kind of a people are close up and they ask you questions from that you hand them the microphone and then they ask you a personal question up close. Here he is. This is back in 2019. But that no oh, let me get You're a damn liar, man. That's not true. I keep, I keep getting you on double speed with these clips here. Let me get you. Let me get you back. There we go. You're a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one. Yeah. Has- we all know Trump. Uh, has been messing around in the Ukraine over there, holding their foreign aid for for them to come up, saying they're going to investigate you. We know all about that, Graham. And he's he's uh, no backbone. We know that for that. But you, on the other hand, sent your son over there to get a job and work for a gas company that he had no experience with gas or nothing in order to get access for the for the president so you're you're selling access to the president just like he was so you you're a to- damn liar man that's not true and no one has ever said that no one has proved that i no. see it on the tv you see it on the tv <laughs> oh, he's a liar. No, i know you do and by the way that's why I, i'm not sedentary i don't i get up and 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 no let 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 them go let them go Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on, let's do push-ups together here, man. Let's do let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take an IQ test, okay? Number one. Number two. Number two. No one has said my son has done anything wrong, and I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. Not I one... didn't say you were doing anything wrong. I you said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? <laughs> I... Get your word straight, Jack. That's what Jack. I re- re- hear on the on MSNBC. All of you the... don't hear that in MSNBC. The hell I didn't. You did not hear that the at all. What I you didn't. heard? Look, okay, I'm not going to get in an argument with you, man. Well, well I don't want to either. Well, yeah, you do, but but, uh, but look, fat. Look, here's the deal. Look Here's the deal. Okay. It, it looks. It looks <laughs> like yeah, more backbone than Trump does when you're you're selling. You're selling. Uh... Any other questions? All right. So now that one could very well have been staged as well to try and show him to have a backbone. But my point in showing those is that these are very strategic heckles. These are these are not natural. These are not natural heckles. And I love that one because that one in retrospect with all the Hunter Biden stuff going on, it's like, oh, really? You didn't set your son up to do anything. A lot of that's been exposed. and You're calling him a, a damn liar. Pretty much if Biden isn't challenging you to do push-ups, arm wrestle, or calling you Jack, then you can be assured that it's not any way a natural response from Biden. Biden. Although that one might have been staged as well now that I watched that one. But I've done 
thousands of live shows in my life. And I have seen staged heckles. I, I've messed with people, friends of mine before, with plants in crowds. And the way these have been happening the past week and a half or so, even a little bit before this, I went back a little bit in the timeline, and I think he's been working on this for a little while. So always one. And I'll tell you, hecklers usually have somebody with them. Now, the other person might be putting their head down, they might be ashamed, or they might just be there for support, but they're not usually one solo from the grassy knoll heckler with three names, as we mentioned earlier. So the guy they escorted out of this rally yesterday was just one guy, very put together. It was just so obviously staged. I can't prove that 100% because I can't get the guy's name, but what I do notice is that every time these come up lately is they happen to come up right in the perfect moment when he's talking about his point of these dangerous MAGA people, these election deniers, which he clarified, it's the election deniers that are the MAGA dangerous threats to democracy who embrace political violence. It's always at a perfect time to demonstrate that that threat is apparent and among us. And it's so like, we have a poll that came out too. Well, before I go into that poll, I might've said this the other day, but I don't know if I told you this, Cam, is if I'm Biden, I don't know if I'd be going along with this little game they're playing right now. They're doing a lot of demonstrations because if they really want to demonstrate the point and really hit it home, then they could very well off Biden. It would not surprise me if they did, and then they blamed it on MAGA Republican, and they link it to all the, look at all these hecklers coming around. Somebody got through. Somebody did something horrible. There was a story last week of a prime minister. I can't remember what country it was. I think it was a prime minister, maybe a vice president. It was a high-ranking official in another country, and there's a video of this person, woman, getting a gun put in her face, and something happened, yeah, and she bad. survived. Yeah, and so there's these themes of this political violence that is being pushed upon us by the media. They want this political violence, and Biden better start having people test his soup and his food before he eats it, whatever, or his inshore, whatever he's drinking for dinner, <laughs> and he might want to you know, back off from some of this, unless he's just trying to go down in a blaze of glory. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me, but there was a YouGov poll that came out over the weekend that's being promoted in the news today and yesterday, and it's from... New YouGov and CBS News, and it's all about the threat to democracy anyway. The, the way they talk about this, every single article I've read about this, they highlight one aspect of the findings of this poll, and CBS sums it up like this. They say, against a backdrop of so much concern that democracy is under threat, Americans also see a rising potential for political violence. Almost two-thirds think the coming years will bring an increase in political violence, and the percentage holding that view has itself risen up even compared to last year. So two-thirds see an anticipated increase in political violence. Now, this is the feature of all of the stories about this poll. They focus on a couple of other of the questions that were asked as well, but there was one thing that struck me because I actually read the document, the, the top line and the evidence and the questions and the way they broke them down, and there was one question that they did not highlight at all, not any article that I can find, and it was... A question, and it was about political violence, and it was about whether or not you accept political violence. And the question was this. It said, in America today, do you think it can be acceptable for people to use force or violence to try to achieve political goals? If, if, you, if you feel it's necessary or, or, or if you are forced to and the violence, excuse me, I just muffed up that question. I'm going to read it again. In America today, do you think it can be acceptable for people to use force or violence to try to achieve political goals if they feel it's necessary or are force and violence always unacceptable? And overall, it found that 14% 
of Americans said that it is acceptable, political violence is. 86% said that it is always unacceptable. All right, so right there, you have a very small percentage of Americans saying that it is acceptable on conditions, most saying that never acceptable. Yet we have the media saying two-thirds expect an increase in political violence. Now, both of those things can be true at one time. However, to only showcase one of these questions and answers and to not showcase the other to me shows a clear demonstration that they are trying to manifest political violence because they know what the insinuations will be it will be insinuated that it's republicans those on the right if they wanted to give a more fair view not not that their poll wasn't biased in other ways but they wanted to give a more well-rounded view they would highlight both of these answers saying yes this but also this and when you dig a little bit further into the answer to this question, because they break it down into the ideological split. So what do moderates or independents, liberals and Republicans, this is how they identified them. How did they answer this question? And what they found was that 15 percent of moderates said that political violence can be acceptable versus 85 percent saying it's always unacceptable. While 16 percent of liberals polled said that political violence can be acceptable. Acceptable. Yeah, there's a little bit of feedback there. And I don't hear it anymore. All right, so I don't know if Camp can hear me right now, but you can hear me. So the Republicans, they found that 13% said that violence is acceptable. So this poll actually found, the CBS News poll found that 16% of liberals versus 13% of Republicans, more liberals than Republicans. Now, I'm not giving any credence to, to this poll because there's bias in a lot of these polls, the way they ask the questions, and that's a very small percentage difference anyway. But that's probably another reason why they didn't focus on that answer and they focused on the other one because people would Im imply, they would just assume that that violence is going to be related to right-wing violence when in reality, it was the liberals in this poll anyway that showed more of a propensity to be open to committing political violence engaging in political violence anyway so they're using alarmism here trying to direct it towards election deniers and the reality is their own poll can't even validate what their base claims are cam are you still with us okay <laughs> we had we had uh, some technical issues on both our ends here so we're, we're working through it we hope everything's sounding all right yes yeah, so let's do push-ups together very safe by can you hear me now yes yeah I can hear okay you. perfect great i don't know yeah. what's going on yes well, it happens, man. The life of a podcaster is, is technical difficulties, and you know we got to learn how to learn how to do it. So the, you did hear that about. Yes. You would think the way they they been talking about Republicans, MAGA Republicans. Actually, I guess the poll should have differentiated in between: Are you a MAGA Republican or just a Republican? And then ask the mainstream question about, Republican, right? Mainstream Republican that Biden's been able to work with across the aisle, and. The theme of all of the news, I mean, it's been like this, obviously, for a long time, but they actually had some MAGA Republicans. They had them on Face the Nation the other day, and they, they spoke with them about what some of their thoughts are. And I'm going to play those clips for you, but I'm not going to play them first because they're a little bit later in the order of how I arranged them. But they spoke about all of this potential violence and the election deniers that they're targeting here. And Face the Nation had on Devil Patrick... Deval Patrick. He's a former governor of Massachusetts, and he also led the Justice Department's what? Civil Rights Division during the Clinton administration. And he teaches at the Kennedy School of Harvard. He was asked about Republicans who say, because this is what everybody asks, re Republicans who say that Democrats are hypocrites because the Democrats have challenged the election in 
2000, 2016, previous years, they have not accepted the results of the election. And I thought it'd be interesting to hear what his answer is, because these are the answers that are being projected onto their, their bases and into their minds. So it's good to know how they're thinking. Let's pull this guy up here. Focus group that our audience will see in a few moments of Trump supporters. One pointed out that Democrats raised objections in 2000 and they wouldn't let them go. They raised objections in 2004. Some wouldn't let them go. And in 2016, raised objections and wouldn't let them go. And they consider Democrat criticism of Republican objections to what they saw in 2020 hypocritical. Respond to that. Well, I think it's important for us to hear that, first of all, and to uh, and really try to process that. I think I experienced that differently. I think when when Donald Trump, if what you mean is uh, objections to Donald Trump winning the presidency, I don't think there was any Democrat calling the uh, the election itself illegitimate because the outcome was surprising or disappointing uh, to Democrats. So there was no. Well, hold on. Let me see what this has to say right here. I think I have a clip here from Hillary Clinton from this is, I believe, in 2019 as well. Let's see what she had to say back then. All right. Here we go. Here is Hillary Clinton. She uh, she's an interview with CBS Sunday morning from September 29th, 2019. Oh, wait, you can't see that, can you? I didn't hear. Hold, hold on. So here we go. Uh, yeah, I can hear it, but you guys cannot hear it. There we go. All right. Except for Donald Trump's. Mm -hmm. Lock her up is still mm -hmm. a big popular yeah. line. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But, Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to a corrupt human tornado. And so I know <laughs> that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever... It wasn't on the level. Okay, so... Now, now she didn't say the election per se was corrupt, so I guess he can technically still say, at least in this retrospect, that it what he said was not inaccurate or lie, but he's totally full of it in that claim that I think it's a little bit different because nobody was actually claiming that. And then he goes on to actually not even... Ne to never answer the, the question here. Yeah, done with that clip. So... <laughs> They're peddling this complete nonsense that it's different. And the way he said that, so this guy, mind you, after, he was asked before that question, this is what I want to play for you next, that's right. He, he was asked about what, if he's okay with Biden's rhetoric, as extreme as it has been. And then he was asked that question. So here's his answer to whether or not he's okay with Biden's rhetoric. Less than a minute left. Do you think the business and corporate community that's the wrong clip right there. This is the correct one. Here we go. To Deval Patrick, former governor of Massachusetts, who before that led the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division during the Clinton administration. He joins us this morning from Richmond, Massachusetts. Governor, thanks for making time. Good to see you. It's a pleasure. Good morning. So you're out of politics now. Your focus at the Kennedy School at Harvard is on leadership. How comfortable were you with <laughs> President Biden's speech last week and also a speech that Republicans well remember that the president gave earlier this year when he compared changes that Republicans made in voting laws in Georgia to Jim Crow and violent enforced segregation of another era. Are you comfortable with that kind of rhetoric? You know what? Um, a friend of mine says that we've been treating our democracy for a long time in this country 
as if uh, it would tolerate limitless abuse without breaking. And uh, when you add up the 19 states and their vote suppression laws recently, and you uh, look at that alongside the amount of money, so much of a dark, which has been permitted into our politics and our policymaking, the radical purging uh, rules, the, the ways in which we have distorted uh, the democratic process as a means to achieve better lives for citizens, it is deeply worrisome and it's gotten worse because of election deniers. So I celebrate <laughs> the president's uh, speech. You know, any one of us would choose different words, but I think it is great that the president, first of all, calls things what they are. Plain spoken, calls things what they are. I actually played a clip maybe a few weeks ago with CBS. from one of these guys where they said, they were instructing on how to report on it, how to talk about it. It might have been, it was either Stelter Show or it was like the CFR. I can't remember which one it was, but it was, yeah, the president just needs to be plain, smoking and plain spoken and call things what they are. And that seems to be what the narrative theme has. He's just a plain spoken guy. He's just calling semi-fascism when he sees it. He's calling threats to democracy when he sees it. And this guy here, he, he's, he agrees with it and he supports that rhetoric. And then right after that, he says, well, it's different when the Democrats did it because they weren't actually putting our democracy in threat by questioning the elections. They just had other grievances. And it, it's just it's not extraordinary to me that they lie like that. What's extraordinary to me is that I guess people were so flooded with information, so overwhelmed that one if they were Hillary Clinton supporters, they're probably not going to see or remember any of Hillary's pitches that – you know, Trump is illegitimate. Two, they it gets replaced. It doesn't seem important to them because they only carry it only carries weight when Trump does something bad. This manipulation of our psyche has people just completely divided and fractured. I, I brought up how my friend did not he had never seen the Jeffrey Tubin thing. He had no idea about Jeffrey Tubin. He's a Democrat, and that's because none of the networks he had watched had talked about it whatsoever. And he was shocked that he hadn't heard about it. This is how they can keep people compartmentalized and blinded, is with people like this just blatantly lying to people, calling one side extremist, saying the other side when they do the exact same thing, whether credible or not, calling them, oh, it's nothing, no big deal. Just Damn, can't. Yeah. I, you know, it was what was unbelievable to me was how soft and babyish that man's voice was. Right. I mean, I, that was... That, that struck me because I didn't expect his voice to be quite that soft. And this is the hard-hitting analysis that I bring to things. You thought so, you were you were you expecting a, a a deeper voice, Cam? Is this I mean deeper than that? I mean, yeah. that was like that was not a man's voice. <laughs> I, I guarantee this is this guy when he when he calls places on the phone, customer service calls him ma'am. They say ma'am, they multiple call him times. Yeah, they call him ma'am. Yeah, perhaps he's had a chemical castration. Yeah, Maybe we, so. we are just aren't aware of it. But so they did bring on the MAGA people to question. And this was the most interesting part of this to me. So they had this guy on who basically agreed that, yeah, semi-fascist. Now, he didn't say that, but just election deniers are the problem. And he's OK with Biden's rhetoric, which includes semi-fascist. I still find it odd that we haven't seen Biden say that. Isn't that Was weird? So. Yeah, he said that in a closed meeting with Democrats, and then it was reported that he said that. And his press secretary has been asked about it, and she's confirmed that that is his position, although nobody's defined what exactly semi-fascist means. It's a brand new term, kind of fascist, I guess. But 
it is interesting that they don't have any audio of him saying it. They have audio of him calling them a threat, calling them dangerous, embracing political violence, even though it was the Democrats who seem to be embracing it more, according to that poll. But they don't have video or audio of him saying it. Perhaps that's because they don't want people to be able to, in a couple of years, say, here's Biden calling them all fascist. They're trying to maybe memory hole it, perhaps. And we know they go back and change stories. Post, they post, they edit them as though instead of correcting them, they just re-edit the old story that's false, as though they got it right. So that shout out to Taylor Lorenz. Yes, exactly. She is one of the ones. That's one of your one of your gals over there at the Washington Post. So here are the MAGA people. These are the dangerous threats who embrace political violence, the semi-fascist, and they're being interviewed here. On Face the Nation, clip number, I think it's this one here. Senior national correspondent Mark Strassman with a look at how we got here. This is actually, this guy's talking about the problem with election deniers, and then I'll pop in that other clip. I put the wrong one When I'm governor, we're going to take a sledgehammer to these damn electronic voting machines. Take Arizona's Carrie Lake or Pennsylvania's Doug Mastriano. You know, we the people are pissed. Republican nominees for governor and election deniers. Evangelists of the big lies. CBS News election expert David Becker. What's really important for voters to understand is our process is actually as secure and transparent and professional as it's ever been. And yet since the 2020 election, at least 39 states changed or updated voting laws. Do you get what they did there? Do you see that little transition they did right there? They bring this one guy on who nobody's ever heard of. Who says they've been the most secure they've ever been. And then, and yet all of these states have challenged it. When just a few years earlier, everything was wrong with the election. Let's hear that again. Who, who is this guy with his earbuds? Nobody's seen him before. I'm sure maybe a couple people have heard of him. Big lie. Some of the, CBS News uh, election uh, expert David Becker. Oh. What's really important for voters to understand is our process is actually as secure and transparent and professional as it's ever been. And yet since the 2020 election, at least 39 states changed or updated voting laws, often spurred by invented claims of (laughs) widespread election fraud. Texas imposed new ID requirements for mail-in ballots. Georgia restricted drop boxes and absentee ballots. Florida established an elections crime unit. Yet come election (laughs) day, November 8th. For most voters they're going to find that the experience is very similar um, to uh, to 2020. The bigger worry, what comes next? More January 6th outrage? Claims of election rigging. Crowds baying for blood. Nancy! Oh, Nancy! Potentially encouraged by candidates who may refuse to lose. Our research shows in these six (laughs) battleground states... In this November's elections for offices that help certify elections, 53 of 88 Republican candidates are election deniers. That's 60 percent. In Arizona's four major Republican primaries, Steel champions won all of them, worrying other Republicans there. This cannot be accepted because uh, our democracy can Bill Gates, this guy's it. name is so Bill Gates. We have to continue to push back. Like many election deniers, Doug Mastriano says as governor, he would have refused to certify Joe Biden won Pennsylvania. He was in the crowd on January 6th. With or without new election laws. He was in the crowd on January 6th, which that is like Wyatt. a crime now. Just even if you were in the crowd, apparently. Every state's chief election officer has to certify results. Usually, that's the secretary of state. And this November, 
a number of conservative candidates running for that office are also election deniers. Major? Mark Strassman in Atlanta. Thank you. So I, went, I, I Googled this Florida um, police, election police unit, yeah. just to kind of see what this is, because I've never heard of this. Um, but it, it's apparently uh, in mid, wait, what's it? September now. Mid last month, uh, there were they announced the that twenty people uh, were arrested. It looks like, but twenty people who were previously incarcerated for murder or sexual assault um, who had illegally voted in the twenty twenty election. Yeah, were they Democrats? Then all those charges are are bogus if they were Democrats. I I I, I haven't read th- I had a ch- chance to read through it yet, but I'm just saying. That's this they, idea that that guy projected and that people compartmentalize, or they just have to know it's bogus. This idea that it was the most secure election, it, it, the most professional. Right after that guy said that, this is the most secure, most professional election, they cut to a scene that looked like it was from the inside of like a high school cafeteria kitchen <laughs> that just looked like the most messiest unprofessional thing you've ever seen in your life like you could easily steal whatever's going on in there yeah it, people to accept that reasoning is ridiculous every election that's ever been held since the beginning of time has had fraud oh i mean yes. i can't go through all of them and prove it but there's absolutely no doubt that there's I would argue that they're all fraudulent in some way absolutely they, like, they absolutely are that, that's that nature. is what the main history of elections are is that people can defraud them. People can find ways to defraud them. So that some level of fraud happened isn't the question yet. I would think they would acknowledge that because that's the reasonable position. You can say, yes, there might be a little bit of things that went on, but it's not going to cross the line of having uh, to really affect the election. But they're saying, no, no, you shouldn't even question it. It has no room for improvement. It's extraordinary logic. And again, that's brainwashing, getting people to accept ridiculousness, things that are absurd outside of reality as the norm. So it's part of a brainwashing operation. I want to show you at least a little bit of these MAGA Republicans, these very dangerous ones. We saw they cut to those people climbing the scaffolding, going into the, the Capitol. Here are these dangerous MAGA people. And then we'll get to the rest of it in the the XR. But man, these are some scary, scary uh, people. Mary, do you believe the 2020? You see these? All right. So what we're seeing on screen here <laughs> is we're seeing three people who at least two of them are over 70. And one of them is probably in her mid-50s who looks like a, the neighborhood mom down the street who bakes brownies for her son's baseball team or something. And these are the threats to democracy that they have on. Mind you, this segment, immediately follows that other guy saying he supports Biden's rhetoric and labeling these people violent extremists. Right. The election was stolen. I wouldn't necessarily say that it was stolen, but I believe that it was unfair. People don't know their history then because they don't know how Democrats argued over the 2000 election. Obviously, they you know said the Supreme Court elected mm-hmm. uh, George W. Bush. And then again in 2004, it was the same thing. To that point, and I don't disagree with you at all, I've covered 2000, I covered 2004, I well remember the instances you described them, you described them accurately, but I remember a phrase that my grandmother used to use, which is two wrongs don't make a right. I want to stop it there. He was just discussing 
with this other guy, whether or not Biden's rhetoric where he was labeling these people extremists to embrace political violence, semi-fascist who are a threat to our democracy. And then he turns around and says, well, that, my, that other guy also dismissed the idea there's any parallel here. Then he turns around and says, I agree with you. You're right. You're right in your, your comparisons. It, 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 this guy's just like a, a, a Jake Tapper 15 years from now. But that level, so he, these, are, these are the people that they're calling terrorists. And he's sitting here telling them, oh, I agree with you. It's just, it shouldn't piss me off, but it does. <laughs> I just, yeah, he's right. Two, two wrongs don't make a right. Right. Three do, though. Three. Just three, like yeah, if you, you take enough. three lefts, you end up going right. So, I mean, yeah, like. Go in a circle. Square. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with him, but I'm just, I'm just saying. He's, al- he's almost there. They, almost. they bring these people on and they, you notice some of the cuts there. That wasn't my editing. They edited yeah, these. That looked like he was, it does not look like it was live. It no. looked like it, he yeah. said that completely separately. Right. Yeah. So it de- definitely did look like that. It, I, I don't think there's any way this was live because a lot of the edits in this, it jumps kind of almost at the edge of sentences. So it sounds like they got some stuff out of there that they didn't want in there. But I feel like they put these people on because almost because of the way that they look to try and turn off the the other side or, or the whoever their their target audience is because nothing these people say during this is, is bad and they're not stupid usually they try and make them look stupid they actually make some very good points and he kind of reflects it like he believes it but then he goes on to have condescending conversations before and after it's that whole thing yeah. where you know and they can't defend themselves or react to any of the comments the person says before or after because they're not on there so it's it's bogus nonsense. Okay, we got a couple, got a lot of activity going on in the comments here, and somebody says, "Who said uh, very safe biolabs called Hillary a c word that I cannot repeat in the DMB?" But I don't say that I disagree. Rhymes with two bunt bunt yeah or that I was going to yeah. be jokingly push it further away from the room. But no, Brad. <laughs> I was a little on the nose with it, wasn't I? Yeah. Got to color it in for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> now, Milburn Stone says that she had, talking about Hillary, reassignment surgery, changing her butt with her face. You know, I do get those two confused at times. I, I will say this about Hillary. She's loathsome. However, she is good at being rhetorically ridiculous. As And Biden's getting better at it. Biden's getting better at it, but her back and forth with Trump, the way they go at each other. It's just, if you take, if you can separate from the politics of it, it's actually funny to watch those two old people bicker at each other personally. You could, I would love to see them star in a movie together, Hillary and Trump. Like, uh, angry old men. <laughs> the odd Maybe Hillary can identify as that. So, alright, Cam. What Do you have any, I have kind of hogged all, at the time here. I want to get, what, what's your reactions? All I know is that these people, like, you're right, look at these people. These people are not a threat to democracy. I know they're. Absolutely- Look at Boz up there. That dude. He's a hippie. I'm surprised he's a Republican because you know he smoked a lot of weed. Dude, he looks like he's high right now. Totally. Like, yeah. Well, and for those who are listening, Boz has a shirt. He has a black shirt on that says Boz. I don't know what that means. Uh, but yeah, he's like a, a what maybe sixty eight to seventy five. Yeah, that's what I would say. Um, and he has long white whitish gray hair and a, a goatee he, he looks like he smokes weed he looks like he did two minutes ago that guy's always got 
just a little bit in his pocket. Like I don't, I, I don't know how they. And the the woman in the bottom left, the uh, she looks like she just figured out how to use FaceTime. Right, because the lighting's horrible. It makes her well, look really, yeah. But look at all the totes in her background. Everything in the background. She looks like a hoarder. Yeah, like this. Yeah. Is, these are not these are not serious people to work. They, I think they they didn't choose the right people if they want to make these people seem dangerous. Absolutely not. They needed to pick somebody with a uh, deer head in the back, big horns, and guns on the wall, flag, Confederate flag, pre- preferably would be a good one to really make people, uh, or, or the libertarian flag. I saw a flag in my neighborhood that I now want, and it has a, um, this is off topic, sort of, um, it has a uh, gator on it, and it says, uh, don't tread on Florida. And I want that flag. <laughs> yeah. Gators are terrifying to me. Okay. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to go to the DMB XR, the subscriber only portion of the show. And I'm going to continue to show you a few more clips from these dangerous MAGA election deniers, which they make some good points. And we're also going to talk about what Trump allegedly offered to pay in lieu of $2 million to cover $2 million debt. And I hope it's true. And it makes me think of Elon Musk. We'll talk about that in the XR. And perhaps we'll talk about what might be another racist hoax. We'll see. And if you want to get access to that subscriber-only content, then go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there. But before we do get to that, I did want to focus on something very briefly that is I didn't even know he was still alive. Did you know Bob Newhart was still alive? No. I had How no old idea. is he now? He turned 93 years old today. And Bob Newhart tweeted today, he tweeted, thank you to everyone for the wonderful birthday wishes. 93 is the new 39. I support Bob Newhart in that. (laughs) Did you ever watch the Bob Newhart show? I did not. But I, one thing I wanted to say is Sir Tim uh, commented, Uncle Boz is the, is the cool uncle at the family reunion. My gosh, can I speak? He said, Uncle Boz is the cool uncle at the family reunion you know is holding. Yeah, dude. You know that his his nephews and nieces that are like seventeen or eighteen, they're probably they're probably smoking their first joint with oh, him. Oh wow, and he looks terrible. Oh, he's the one who played the um uh he is ninety-three. I never watched the Bob Newhart show, but that is the man who played uh, Buddy the Elf's dad. Yep, that's right. Elf. That is, yeah, yeah. Bob Newhart show is great terrible. too. My parents used to watch it. I think it probably used to be on MeTV, if I had to guess. A lot of old good shows on MeTV. Used to have Columbo on until like six months ago, which I really liked Columbo. <laughs> Milborn Stone says, I wonder what Trump thinks about his Uncle John and the FBI confiscating Nikola Tesla stuff. You know, I that story, I, I love telling people that. I think more people are familiar with that now. But I remember when I first learned about that years ago and how... He was. So Nikola Tesla, for those who aren't familiar with it, when he died, the FBI was like at his apartment in New York while the body was still warm and they confiscated all of his files like out of his safe and they classified them. They took them and then they gave them to Donald Trump's uncle, Uncle John, John Trump. And like 10 years later, I don't have it uh, teed up, but I do have a newspaper archive that I found of featuring Uncle, uncle John and it talks about how he cured cancer with and he, and he using this this technology that he got from Tesla, so they they 
credit him for curing cancer at one point, like in 1953, using this X-ray technology from Tesla. Obviously, he didn't cure cancer. But he also took that technology and all those papers, not the technology, but the papers describing the technology, and he went and developed weapons with the British using it. So Trump's family line is pretty interesting as well. I think his grandmother, I believe her name Christ. is Christ. I think, <laughs> yeah, her name is Christ. These people are all, all these people have a strange background. They all have some sort of, I don't want to use the term deep statey, but that's what it is, background. So yeah. we'll continue the conversation in the XR. Thank you guys for the wonderful interaction in the chat. Good stuff. And yes, Daryl, Daryl, and his brother Daryl. Yes, in the Bob Newhart show. Yes, I used to love those guys. All right, we will talk to you guys next time or in the DMB XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Oh, you can find the podcast on whatever podcasting platform that you listen to. Talk to you guys next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day. 